Hey, John, serious question for you. Um, have you ever experienced racism or discrimination or prejudice? You know, not not personally, but I have watched it happen to people who are very close to me. Hmm. It's, it's a tough topic. Coming up on the Bible Story podcast, we watch how Jesus responds to the marginalized. Well, today we have a heavy topic, but the story brings us an incredible amount of joy and hope. Yeah, it's also a bit longer of an episode, so we're going to jump right into some really important background information. My name is John Drabert, and the person across from me is Braden Poet. We work at Covenant Bay Bible Camp together. The co-host with the mo-host. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we are going to learn to choose compassion over judgment. So there, there are two people groups in this story. There, there are the Jews... And there are Samaritans. And these people did, these two people groups, they did not mix. No, the Samaritans were half Jewish and half Assyrian. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got that right. Okay. They were so half Jewish and half Assyrian. The Jews despised them and thought that they were a lesser people group. And, and yes, I mean, even back then there was blatant racism. So not only was there racism, but but people discriminated discriminated against women as well. Women did not have the same rights and privileges as men did. Yeah. Now, uh, there was also another group that devout Jews really looked down upon because, you know, they thought of themselves as religiously and spiritually superior. Now, you're talking about people who did, you know, quote unquote, wrong things that, mm-hmm. that broke the, the religious laws, you know, so people like tax collectors, thieves, prostitutes, or were, were all seen as sinners, people who were less than the religious elite or even, you know, everyday ordinary people, right? Yeah. So we have two characters in this story, Jesus and a woman. Okay. But not just any woman. No, she not was, just any woman. She was a Samaritan woman and, and the people saw her as a, a sinner, you know, so she was a woman, she was a Samaritan woman, and, and we'll learn later on that she had relationships with, with men. You know, she had several strikes against her. So Jesus and the God Squad. Ah, the disciples. Yeah, really, yeah. You got it. <laughs> so they, they just left Judea, an area of the country or a region within the country of Israel, and are now going to Galilee, another region within Israel. And that's where, you know, Galilee is where Jesus grew up. Okay, so uh, trouble is that they have to go through Samaria. And more often than not, the Jewish people would go around Samaria simply to avoid interacting with the Samaritans. That's how much they hated them. And it's awful. It's so bad. So apparently Jesus didn't think much of this too, because, you know, he did not go the long way around Samaria. Um, He and his disciples, they went right through that region. Okay, so think of this. It's, It's hot. You know, it's Jesus, he's arriving at Jacob's well in Samaria. Um, You know, shout out to Jacob's well. There's some excellent stories that involve the water in this well in the Old Testament. All right. So Jesus sits down beside this well around noon and a woman comes to the well. So this is not the time to be going to get water. It's a desert. It's, you know, noon, the sun is at its highest and hottest point of the day. 
usually, you know, most people during this time of the day, they just take a break. They, you know, they take a nap or they lay down because it's, it's physically too hot to work. And most people are resting during this time and, and this woman's going out to get water. Yeah. And, and, and this woman, this woman is marginalized even within her own community. So she can't get water at, you know, early in the morning when most women would have done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got to go during the hottest part of the day, which is so not cool. Yeah. So, okay, quick note. Uh, John, you've said marginalized like yes, once or twice. It's a big term. Yeah. Why don't you maybe <laughs> take a stab at explaining it yeah. for us? Okay. So a big term, pretty easy to understand though once you get it. So here's how I like to think about it. Okay. So think of a piece of paper, your classic like school lined paper. Always on the left-hand side, there is a red line running up and down the paper. Um, well, that's the margin. Okay. So this line dictates everything worth noting. Anything on the right-hand side within your regular writing, that's worth noting. You've put that there with intent. It's purposeful thought. Now, anything outside of that on the, on the left-hand side, the small little column, that's less. You know, it's less thought through. It might be scratch notes. It might be, you know, little dictations. It, and it doesn't fit in. It's not part of the whole picture. Yeah. And, and this woman was marginalized. Yeah. She was... So she outside was, of the whole. She was not thought of as being part of the whole. Exactly. So, okay. So back to the woman. To be clear, there's not necessarily a rule against her getting water early in the day, at least that, that I know of. But... People would have treated her so poorly on her way to get the water earlier in the day or at a nicer time that it just wouldn't have been a good scenario. She's avoiding that scenario, right? So even though it would have been more comfortable temperature-wise, others would have made it extremely unpleasant. So she decided to go when there was less people in the heat of the day. Yeah, and that's hard to imagine because, you know, doing that in... uh in the heat of the day, it mm-hmm. being more pleasant or, or more comfortable relationally, that's hard to believe. You know, yeah. getting water was hard work. You know, people yeah. would, it's not like us t- turning the tap on, they would <clears throat> throw a bucket down into the well, use a rope to bring the bucket up. In mm-hmm. the heat of the day, that's not very fun. L- life was awful for this woman. Yeah. So here's where, where it starts to get really interesting. Jesus, who is, is by this well, looks at the woman and asks her for a drink. She was surprised, rightfully so, that he was asking her for a drink and, and said as much to Jesus. Jesus, she's confused, right? You know, he's a, he's a Jewish teacher, a rabbi, and, and was asking a Samaritan woman for a drink. This scenario would have been probably one of the craziest things that has happened to her in her life. Yeah, and so Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think that you are greater than our ancestors, Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and and that his sons and his animals enjoyed? And Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. 
please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I, I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Je- and Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and, and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we, the Samaritans, claim that it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors have worshipped? And Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ, when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. I mean, this woman is so blown away at this point. You know, I'm sure she's looking at Jesus who is breaking so many social constructs, right? here, So many social norms. He's a man speaking to her as, you know, uh, an equal asking her for water. And then not only that, he is the Messiah treating her in this way that she's probably never been treated before. It's blowing my mind. I don't even, you know. It's pretty crazy. So I'm sure she's looking at Jesus just totally stunned. You know, not only how he's treating her, but how much he knew, the, you know, intimate details about her life that probably, you know, no one had ever known before. And, and she had only just met Jesus. The Holy Spirit was revealing these things to Jesus that, you know, a, a mere person, another human just would, would never have known. Yeah. And then and the disciples now, okay, uh, they just enter the scene. And, and just by looking at this woman and knowing the time of day, mm-hmm. they know what kind of, quote unquote, what kind of woman she is, or they, right. they think they do, at, right. at least. And so they are shocked to find Jesus speaking to this woman, absolutely blown away. But not a single one of them dared to question Jesus for his reasoning, for, for talking and communicating with this woman. So now we have even more people blown away. The woman is blown away and the disciples. Hmm. So, you know, the woman, you know, she likely senses the awkwardness here between the disciples and, and Jesus. And so she runs back into the town to tell everyone about Jesus. While, uh, while the woman's gone, uh, Jesus begins to help the disciples to kind of understand and view the town of, and, and all of its people differently. He's shifting their perspective. And, uh, and he's, he, you know, he's teaching them and, and telling them and challenging them not to judge them, but to have compassion for them. Yeah. And the whole town comes out to meet Jesus. And he, he ends up staying in this small Samaritan town for, uh, uh, for two days, teaching and healing. It was it was mind-blowing enough for him to be there mm-hmm. walking through Samaria, but now he's staying there 
and interacting with them. Spending time, yeah. Yeah. So when he left, you know, all the people said to the woman, we believe now, not just because you came and told us he was the Messiah, but because we have heard for ourselves. Uh, two more days in this town that Jesus spent there, he would, would have demonstrated to the disciples how differently he viewed the Samaritans. This was a life-changing event for everyone, the woman, the disciples, and the people of that town. Okay, so here, this woman, I mean, she couldn't do anything about being a woman or a Samaritan. That is, you know, who she was born as and, and where she was born. Yeah, there's zero things she can do about being a woman and being a Samaritan. Yeah, no control. No control. So the consequence here of being a woman without a husband in these times, John, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe I'm schooling you right now, um, <laughs> but you wouldn't have had your basic human rights. They wouldn't have been given to you. As a mm. woman without a husband, the husband had to do the things. You know, he kind of had to give you your status. Yeah, it, it would have been a very difficult life. Yeah. So women didn't have respect or social influence to be able to provide even the basic needs for themselves. And, and here, the, you know, the truth of the matter is we know so little about the choices of the Samaritan woman. We, we don't know why she made these choices. You know, she could have deliberately been making these sinful choices. She could have known they were sinful and made them anyway. But she could have also been making these decisions based on survival. We simply don't know her whole story. Yeah, and, and, but we do know she was judged and marginalized for her gender for her race mm -hmm. and her many husbands and the man she lived with. Yeah. Even though we don't know the woman's full story, Jesus did, which is really kind of an interesting thing. He knew fully who she was and he chose to interact with her. He knew everything, all her choices and, and how others had maybe taken advantage of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't know how much control and choice she had with all of these marriages and, and living arrangements, but we do know that the difficulty she experienced created a very soft heart to receive, to receive Christ with. Mm -hmm. Jesus led with compassion and not judgment. And here's the interesting thing that, John, as we've been talking, I think judgment is like surface and quick. Yes. Right? Yep. Which is so easy to do when you don't understand someone's story. Mm. Compassion comes when you get to ask someone about their story, about their life. When, when you just listen. When you just listen. Yeah. Could you imagine if, you know, if, if Jesus had led with judgment rather than compassion? Yeah. Well, you know, if, if I put myself as, you know, hard as that would be in, in the woman's shoe, I would have just blown Jesus off if he right. had started judging me, right? He would have just been another person yeah. judging her. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm putting up my walls again. Yeah. You can't hurt me. You know, if, if he judged her, anything good that good from him, you know, would have been viewed very differently, mm -hmm. you know, maybe as, as something with an agenda or something. So I don't know. She, she would have been skeptical of everything, especially his claim to be the Messiah if yeah. he was judging. Instead, though, we see him lead with compassion. You know, she and then, and then much of the town receives Jesus warmly because of his approach. 
you know, they were blessed by his teachings and his, and his miracles and believed that he was the Messiah, the chosen one. So Jesus tells the disciples that, that this town was ready to receive him. Just like when the fields are ready to be harvested at harvest time, you know, it was obvious, it was evident to Jesus that these people were hurting and they were ready to receive him. And, and they, di- they did this because Jesus chose compassion over judgment. He stepped in and, and listened and spent time with them. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. All right, for a growth tip today, we want you to begin conversations. You know, it doesn't matter with who. Uh, the person can be a family member, a friend, or, or someone you just met. We want you to get good at listening. Oh, if you're like in a library or something, a uh, public space, and you're listening to this like on headphones, just like go sit down with someone. Yeah. Six feet away if COVID allows. Yes. And, and then just listen. Just ask questions. <laughs> Start with asking questions and then listen because yes. it would be really creepy. Yeah, it would be weird if you started with listening without asking a question. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we want you to start conversations and, and we want you to listen without judgment or agenda. You know, we want you to, uh, to ask them questions and begin to learn their story. Again, listen without judgment. Listen without agenda. With your listening, show compassion. Yeah. You know, show this person that, you know, you are interested in them by asking questions. One of my favorite questions, Braden, is then what? You know, or, or some variation of that. You know, it just lets the person keep telling the story hmm. and, and, and they can take it wherever they want. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's so important. In, in school, we learned a thing called active silence, hmm. where you literally just keep listening. So instead of butting in with the next question, you just let the silence and then people fill the silence with more information. They will. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. Okay. So here it is, guys, on your, on your next day at school or work or wherever life takes you, begin to ask questions and learn people's story. No judgment, just compassion. All right, guys, this is a great story. And, you know, it's super challenging for all of us. You mm-hmm. can read it, all of it, in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42. Remember that our Instagram handle, where we would love to hear from you, is at Bible Story Pod. Again, on Instagram, give us a follow, subscribe to this podcast wherever you like listening to podcasts. It's free, which is always a plus, and you'll get notified every single week when there is a new episode. Hey guys, thanks so much for sharing with your friends. Remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You guys have a great week. Asking a sick person the question, would you like to get well, seems kind of odd, but that is exactly what happens in the coming episode of the Bible Story Podcast.